Merry Christmas. In the name of Jesus, the baby born in Bethlehem, your Savior. Amen. Now I thought, I thought I loved Christmas. But then my family moved to Frankenmuth, Michigan. And I had no idea what loving Christmas really looked like. You know, this town, Frankenmuth, it has a lighting of the tree ceremony twice. <laughs> and it's the same tree. And I was there at the first one, the original one. It was great. They sang hymns. The snow was beautiful. It was peaceful. And then the pastors of this town, one from each church, came together, give or take a few. I don't know how many churches there are. There was like five or six pastors there. And they each had a part in telling the story. They were telling the Christmas story downtown as people were walking by. St. Lawrence, we must never forget the Christmas story. We must keep telling it. John, in the reading, he says that Jesus was the word in the beginning. That he is God and that through him all things were made. And then Colossians says that by him all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, all of it created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. And his hands are the deep places of the earth. The heights of the mountains, they're his. The sea, it's his because he made it. His hands formed the dry land. It was him. It was Jesus all along. The word in the beginning. The word given to the prophets. And the final word. It was always him. The alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end and everything in between. And then in the Hebrews reading... We get the same thing. Long ago, in many times, in many ways, God spoke to the prophet. God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but now in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and then by whom all things were created. From the beginning, it was Jesus. It was always him. And he has not just the first word, not only is he the word, but he has the last word on the cross. He is the beautiful thread in the tapestry of the story of everything. You see, God promised in Genesis to Adam and Eve that he would use human agency to crush evil once and for all. Well, here he is. The word made flesh. The promise become real. The baby. Jesus himself. Why else do you think he was born? For what purpose? It's a part of this grand, this, this great, this grand, epic story. And this baby is at the center of it. For one reason only. Not to condemn you. But to save his creation to save you or did you forget that you needed to be saved 
I think sometimes as the people of God, we have forgotten. We have maybe forgotten the epic story that overwhelms us all, the story that is over everything. I wonder if we have forgotten that we needed to be saved in the first place. And maybe, I don't know, just maybe we've turned the tables and we've managed to make our fragile little lives the center of it all. Heroes of our own story. You know, this is what living in darkness does. It's what sin does and it's what Satan constantly reminds or tries to tell you and convince you of. He tries to convince you to minimize the story, to discredit the story. You see, when you forget the epic story of salvation found in Jesus, something else has to replace it. And that thing is usually us. Even though our years are shortly numbered, we manage to think we are the main character. We wake up selfish. We expect the world should live by our standards and serve us. We think we hold the power of judgment to judge everything and everyone. We even make up our own rights and we justify them. Even though the actions of our rights can sometimes hurt others or even kill others. Because we are, after all, the main character, the subject, the hero of our own broken story. And even in our short lives, we still cling to ambition. And with our dying breath, the desires of our sinful nature, we still go after money and success and power and popularity. But the truth is, we are so small. We have lived in the deep darkness far too long. And we have believed the lie that Satan has told us that we are the center of it all. What shadows we are and what shadows we pursue. And somewhere along our busy way, we have forgotten that we needed to be saved. St. Lawrence, what good, what, what good would it be for you to come to church and to learn how to act like a Christian? What good is it to be moralized, to be instructed or improved, to be a good, a good person? What good will it be appearing before God on the last day as a wise person, as intellectual, as a parent of many children, as a spouse that served their husband or wife well, as a hard worker who worked hard for everything they had. What good is it, even if you had memorized the entirety of Scripture, if you never knew you had to be saved? You have to be saved. So let the Christmas story remind you. Let it remind you that you and God are a team that cannot be beat. But don't be fooled. He does everything. He is the main character of this story. He's the subject of the saving action. You are merely there. It's always been him. Have faith in Jesus. Because faith Faith is the thing that realizes you are not the central character in the story of Christmas. That's what faith does. You are not the central character in the story of everything. 
You know, if you're a visitor today, or if you don't come to church often, I want you to know one thing before you leave. The cry of the Christian religion, what it's supposed to be, the cry of the Christian religion is a simple one, a gentle one. Come. Come and see. Come and see this baby born for you. Come and see him laid in a feeding trough for you. Come and see your maker. The one who knows how many dust particles are on your phone. The one who knows how many steps you've actually taken today. The one who holds the air in your lungs and your heart in his hands. Don't be fooled by this baby, however. He is God. Wrapped up in flesh, his very infant hand can melt the mountains into the heart of the sea. He is the Son of God, and he sees you so clearly today. There's no amount of darkness that can cloud his vision. There's no amount of darkness that can hide you from his eyes. He sees you, lost in your loneliness, in your anxiety, held captive by Satan. He knows the reality of your life that you need to be saved. And he knows what it will cost. Today, in a little bit, we're going to be celebrating the Lord's Supper up here. And so hear the cry of Jesus. Come and see his body and blood. Come to the Lord's Supper. Come and see the story in person. Come and see the greatest gift you will ever receive. Jesus Christ himself wrapped in cloths and laid in a tomb for you. He is the word. And he says, come. There is no sin too great. So don't say you aren't worthy. For Christ makes you worthy. Come and see what threatens your darkness and what makes Satan flee. Come, you sexually immoral. It's for you. Come along, you who are anxious, you you anxious people. Come, it's for you too. It's for you as well, you stay-at-home moms and you stay-at-home dads. And you farmers and trade workers, bring your calloused hands and receive the gift. Come, you Lutheran school teachers, it's for you too. Come along, you who struggle with addiction and those of you who doubt. And come along, you prideful and arrogant. It's for you too. He will not force you because his love is too tender. But he will die for you. For what purpose do you think he was born? If not, for you. So come, St. Lawrence. Your Savior awaits at the throne of grace. For the name of Jesus is the only name by which we must be saved. Believe in Jesus. Have faith in the one who holds the universe. For when you see him on the last day, when you finally look at your Savior face to face, you will not find any darkness in his eyes, no falsehood. He will not disgrace you. You will only find that he is full of grace. And he is full of truth. And you will find that he does not regret what it cost to save you. May the faith that God has planted in your hearts help you see the truth this Christmas. That God is not a part of your story. But that he has powerfully 
and graciously adopted you and made you a part of his story, the story of salvation. We have received grace upon grace. We must not forget this Christmas story. We must never forget that we needed to be saved. So tell it to your kids and kids. Tell it to your parents why he was born. That's what I told him down there. I said everybody thinks he came to save the world. Yeah, it's true. But I told them to make it personal. I told them to point at you and say he was born for you. Remind your spouse, remind your parents, come to church often and see that he never grows tired of retelling you how much he loves you, of how much he forgives you. Read devotions at home, join a Bible study, immerse yourself in the scriptures and see that every page in this story whispers his name. Cling to the story. Cling to Jesus. The baby that was born to die. Your savior. St. Lawrence, don't stop telling the story. Have a Merry Christmas. Amen.